Fighters, welcome to the show. We're here. It's Wednesday night. We're remote because we're in a quarantine situation, but we're still doing Street Fight Radio, and you can follow along and chat. Let us know what you think. Uh, on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube, we're live streaming at this moment, and uh, happy to see everybody that shows up. As always, uh, we got some heavyweights in here. I saw Tracy was in there, uh, Alf Dewella is in there, I'm So Based God, Sex Toilet, Shoop JPG. All the heavyweights of commenting are here, so thanks for joining us. We are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho comedy radio show. On any station across the nation, we're doing it out of Columbus, Ohio, the the capital of the heart of it all. And uh, my name is Brett Payne. My coach is Brian Quinby. We're going to keep doing this thing until the end of our days. And we're happy that you've got some enjoyment out of it. We'll continue to spread this mess across the U.S. as long as we're blessed to have people to show up and listen to what we do. Uh, If you're listening on podcasts, head over to your podcast app, if that's Spotify, if that's Google Play or Apple, whatever it may be, give us a review, tell people that you like what we do, it helps the the situation out, and if you want to keep this thing moving, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio where you get access to bonus episodes, uh, extra content. And even if you don't want any of that, you just like our free podcast and you listen to you listen to them while you work out, you can still go to patreon.com and sign up for a monthly subscription. This month we're doing get motivated. So, we're going to be doing a, a we're going to be checking out the self-help and motivational aisle of the bookstore, giving an extensive review and we're starting off with uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. We're going to have special guest Kate Raft join us for that one. So it should be a good-ass time. <clears throat> Brian, see, how this, are th- things going? See, this is a book about a guy who hates his real dad and loves his friend's dad. So I think you'll enjoy it. It does. Uh, I do have to say, <laughs> I was gonna, I couldn't figure out how to word it in a tweet earlier today. But um, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was really young, when there was a girlfriend's dad that told me about the book to try to smarten me up about life. Uh, so I went to revisit the the audio book. And within like the first 10 minutes, I was like, this guy hates his fucking dad so much. <laughs> his dad is a college professor, right? Like his dad is not like a bricklayer that like... His dad's not like a bricklayer that is never there or is cold or quiet. He he doesn't have like a dad that that's doesn't have enough money to make ends meet. He has a professor dad that he hates right. immensely. He's like me. Like my dad's a computer programmer and I hate him. You know sure. what I mean? Like it's not like he's this gruff like guy that works on a fucking oil pipeline. <laughs> like yeah. just this book reminds me of like Jesus. This, I mean, doesn't remind me. It just, as I'm listening, I'm like, this guy really hates his fucking professor dad. Jesus Christ, cut him a break. 
yeah. every now and then. And his dad is a poor dad for going to school and believing that following the rules is a good idea. Like his dad is, he thinks that this professor dad is a loser that he just goes and teaches as a profession and accepts a paycheck. Like that, that's why he's the poor dad. And I'm sitting, like, I remember when I went to go buy my first car and my dad co-signed and I was like, man, I could probably make this much money as you do. I think like I, that feels like attainable to me. You know? Yeah. You're still yeah. making an hourly wage. You weren't even on salary. He's also talking about a time when college professors were doing largely a lot better than oh, they're yes. doing now. This is pre-adjuncting and stuff like that where you could, you were really making good money if you were a college professor. I mean, not like rich, but it wasn't fucking poor. It was it stable. Like a penniless person, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's a very weird book. Um, you know, the more we dive into it and I, I make posts about it, there are in just an incredible amount of weird stories. Everyone has been touched by rich dad, poor dad in some awful way. And I think we have to we have to make it right. Like we really have to to drive this thing into the dirt because it has ruined so many fucking lives. Robert Kiyosaki has to pay for this shit. Robert Kiyosaki also like like, uh, uh, it's so lucky that he was born only wanting to know about finance because that's the way he makes it sound. He makes it sound like any other pursuits are stupid. It's like, whoa, this is ridiculous that you would pursue anything except for financial literacy or IQ, not literacy. He starts with literacy and then moves to IQ. You got to be a finance genius. Like, a, like he, he probably loves those Wall Street bets guys. You know, he's probably just going off on them. Oh, they're they're creating something out of nothing. Disruption. I can't believe it. Disruption in the marketplace is exciting. Mark Cuban, right? Mark Cuban was commented on Wall Street bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I hate Robert Kiyosaki, and I like his poor dad. Like I'm like, you know, your poor dad has a lot to fucking say. I thought well, Rich Dad Poor Dad was like. Okay, like, you know, my rich dad gave me a lot of advice and my poor dad gave me a lot of advice. I also thought it was a gay couple for some reason. I don't know why I thought that, but like, uh, or or it was stepdads. It's just his friend's dad. Oh, yeah. It's just this guy that went over to his friend's house and liked his dad more than his own dad. <laughs> Sampling of dads. Yeah, I always liked some, I liked some of my friend's dads more than my dad too. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say there was there are rich dads that I remember as a kid that was like, oh my god, I can like make it out of my miserable like I can make it out of this curse of my family name, like it was just like some sort of just being in the vicinity or around people that had like a stable life and extra money to burn. It was it was enough to make me feel like I had something to look forward to, you know. Yeah, seeing a kid and like, a, well, none of the kids I grew up with ever had rich dads because just like the neighborhood I Dog, grew up in. Computer kid. Just, kids that had computers. I remember in elementary and middle school going over to the computer kids class. I would stand there quietly with my hands behind my back and just watch them to use the computer for seven <laughs> hours, hoping that I would learn something to get me at a job at a bank instead of as a welder, you know? Yeah, I had a computer growing up because my dad's a programmer. So like, and I would be, I guess like my dad would be rich dad. 
uh, in the neighborhood I grew up in. Like, we always had the impression that we grew up rich. Or I had the impression that I grew up rich. Because we had an above-ground pool. And, you know. That's not rich. That's for the rich, though. No, that means you have a credit card at the local (laughs) toy store. Also, my parents drove a convertible. Chrysler Sebring. Yeah, you got to say the make and model on that. (laughs) But, you know, I thought I grew up rich until, you know, the past couple of years or past couple of years, you know, the past decade. I did not grow up rich. But like back then, I remember talking to all my friends and they were like, I wish my parents were rich like yours, you know, and it's like, oh, (laughs) now I think about it. I was like, that is a bleak aspiration there. Yeah, I, but I, you know, I think that um, I think that Robert Kiyosaki would say to your parents, like, you could have taken that three hundred and eighty-four dollars that you spent on the above-ground pool, you could have put that into a Roth IRA, it would be worth a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in twenty twenty-one, uh, and, and would say that like the Chrysler Sebring was also too much. You could have had a car that was paid off. I really, yeah, he would have said to take the money and invest it in a home. Or like a house that assets. Like, no, no, homes are not as he. No, you're you got it wrong. No, no, I don't have it wrong. He he would say, he, basically, he would say, go to a bankruptcy court and find a house that is being sold for less than market value, and then sell it for market value, and then keep doing that. Like, basically, I just finished listening to him talk about how he made money off houses. You couldn't even I couldn't be more confused. I even took notes. I can't wait to do this show because I took notes and I'm still so confused. And like back in college, as long as I took notes, I was never confused about what I was supposed to be doing. Right. You know, sociology. It was like, you know, I I, you see I see a lot of people on Twitter uh, who talk about like reading capital. And like being like, ah, you know, I can't fucking read capital. And I'm always like, all you got to do is like read it. And then after every paragraph, I, this seems stupid to me, but after every paragraph, if you type what is being said in that paragraph in your own words, you will understand and learn whatever you are reading. Cause I read capital and I'm fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Sure. No, no, and 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 uh, yeah, I guess it's hard. It's hard to convince yourself that that's important, but it is really the the best way to understand the context of it is to like regurgitate it and reproduce it through you know by filtering through your own upside down brain. Um, Kiyosaki, I mean, though, dude, it, it, dude, his his advice is so nebulous. There, it doesn't strike uh, on anything. I read so much, like like really dense theory when I was in college that like, I'm telling you, dude, I basically rewrote whole books where I would like take the paragraph. I would make the paragraph into bullet points written in my words. And I would dissect every single sentence so that I could somehow form a one-paragraph opinion on what I had just read, you know, like good. or a one-page opinion on what I had just read, and not sound like a fool. But like you, you know, I, I mean, when people talk about not being able to understand things like that, it's like just you got to take notes, I guess. Like yeah. that's the only way I've ever been able to pull it off. Well, so we're going to do a shock jock. We're going to do a shock jock super stream. I'm not. Sh- Why did I say shock jock? These guys aren't shock jocks, Brett. 
They're close. Shock yeah. jocks look up to them and would have them on the show. Uh, Do you think Robert? I wonder. I bet Robert Kiyosaki. I can look it up. I'll bet you money. I'm guessing Robert Kiyosaki. He's a Trump guy. Saki. Oh, I know. Uh, Tom. So we're doing. We're doing a get motivated super stream next Tuesday. I fucked that up. Uh, but we're going to next Tuesday talk about rich dad, poor dad. I think we'll figure out what the rest of the books are going to be. Um, I really want to do Think and Grow Rich real bad. Like, that's an essential one. I want to do Tony Robbins because that's one of my guys. And I want to get into some – I also want to get into a lot of, like, the Instagram people. There's some some minor Instagram hustle and grind, uh, get your life together people that I want to investigate as well. So I've got some good ideas. But the, February is Get Motivated Month. So yeah. I hope you're ready. We're we're gonna turn this around. You know, everybody had everybody had New Year's resolutions on on January first, and by February first, they gave them up. We're getting back on it. We're gonna get motivated. We're gonna do what's right and and get everything together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, here's the thing: Tom Likas dislikes Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, really? Yeah, he hates him. He Interesting. Said, I've been, I've been warning you about this guy, Tom Likas said. Back in 2012, when Robert Kiyosaki uh, did, um, he, com- he, he filed for bankruptcy. <gasps> so, uh, so, wow. Tom was like, I've been warning you about this shit, guys. I, so, Tom Likas does not I like hate, Robert Kiyosaki. I hate so Likas. Likas is one for the shock jocks that. He does such, I mean, he really is insidious. He's infecting a lot of guys with a very misogynist attitude. But at the same time, I know he considers himself to be like a lib. Like he, he's a, a Medicare for all. Everybody should be taken care of. He wants everybody to also be offended as well. Uh, I did it, Brett. I, I did. I found the Robert Kiyosaki shock jock connection. Finally. Whew, thank you. You want it? Yeah, I want to know what's up. The Adam Carolla show. He did the Adam Carolla Perfect. show. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. I mean, Adam, I mean, the stuff through the Shock Jock stream that I've listened to, uh, Adam Carolla has made, he's made a, he's like, he has this story about how he was a construction worker breaking rocks and then he realized you're not supposed to sign up for a paycheck or be, you'll be poor your whole life. And he got out of that and decided to be a celebrity instead. Like he has one of those like stupid ass stories that doesn't make sense or, or it's like, good for you. I mean, hell, you know, when I'm out there, when I was out there driving a forklift, when I was building bicycles for Walmart, I knew one, one of us was funny enough to get a million dollars, but I didn't feel like that was at the cost of everybody else making nothing, you know? Yeah. I'll also clarify something about Lycus here real quick. Tom Likas did not have Robert Kiyosaki on because he didn't like him. But when he mentioned the uh, uh, reason why he didn't like him, he said, thank you, Oprah. So he probably just hates Oprah because he like uh, hates women. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki must have been on Oprah or something. So he, he just doesn't like him because he's, he's associated with a black woman. 
<laughs> well, Lycus oh. maintains his cons- considerable streak of of uh, unlikableness. I mean, he he uh, he brings nothing to the table. I mean, He's a finance I- guy though, he loves he he his new show is less about hating women because he can't get heat for it because he can't take calls, right? Okay, because nobody's listening, and it's more about finance now. He's like doing more like financial advice and stuff like that. So, yeah, that stuff is deranged. I mean, yeah. there's just like like Adam Carolla. I think I was maybe too light on him on my appearance on the the show, but. He is like trying to entertain where Lycus is trying to piss you off and is just saying things that makes everybody mad. He's just too contrarian. And then the the financial thing the financial turn is not for me. You know, no. I, I think that like you know, with the with the game stocks thing happening over the last couple of weeks, uh I think it's impressive that people can figure things out that fuck billionaires over. I think that's cool. But like our society relies on following the rules, following the American rules, following the status quo, putting enough money into like retirement. And enough of us aren't ready for that. Enough of us aren't. I can't follow those rules. You know, like the financial system is designed to punish people and it has to be abolished. It's absolutely not something that I can stand for. I get it. If you have the, if you can make it work for you, I'm totally jealous, but I also don't think that I should have to abide by that because my brain will never make that work for me. You know? Yeah, that's true. There's just nothing about the financial system to, you know, there it's we're not going like we're not it's this it's the old ass saying we're not going to take down the master's house with his fucking tools yeah like you're you're not going to use the fucking wall street is not going to save anybody that's not going to solve any fucking problems if you aren't making funny money from wall street you're a goddamn idiot because the only reason to be involved with fucking wall street is to make money you're not going to make a statement someone's going to make money off of your statement and they're going to laugh at you yeah do you do you remember when you were a kid this we're talking about pre-internet times uh do you remember like when you would get the newspaper and like uh uh did you ever read the newspaper when you were like a teen and stuff like sometimes there'd be a newspaper at school and you could just grab it and like color on it and stuff and read it one thing one remaining thought of my dad that will ever forever stay with me he always had a newspaper rolled up in his back pocket. That's so cool. I never thought of that. So <laughs> that is fucking cool. That sounds like my some my my grandpa Dick might have done too. I I don't know if he did, but that's so funny. I, I mean, even if you don't read it, you come off extremely informed. Right, then. right. Like I got a I got a little book of information on me. We can <laughs> check in on this. Yeah. Um, Check in on it. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're sitting there and you're having a conversation with your dad, and your dad, you, you run out of things to talk about. And he pulls it out and he's like, Do you see what's going on with this? Let's talk about that. No, the newspaper was so good because when you would unfold it and it would have a crinkle in it, and you gave it a whap with like the back of your hand to straighten yeah. it out, just a whoosh, and then you just start reading from that sacred tome of information. Right. I would never read the business page ever, 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 ever. Like it just didn't at all concern me and I didn't care. And then here's the thing about the newspaper in my family, though, is uh, my dad made a rule 
that we weren't allowed to read it until after he'd read it. (laughs) No. Yeah, I no, I definitely, I had to listen to my dad say, well, you messed it all goddamn up. Everything switched, swatched, and flipped (laughs) around and fucking upside down. And I don't, I can't find what I want because you don't have no goddamn respect for it. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was like that with the Sports Illustrated too. And Sports Illustrated would come and he'd be like, who opened it? Like it would just be sitting there, but he could just feel like it was opened. He'd be like, who opened the sports illustrated? I get this for me. And it's like, Oh my God. How can that is like, that's very childish. (laughs) That's a childish dad move right there. But, uh, also back in my nerdiest days when I was like listening to NPR and watching the news and all that stuff, finance news just never, I never listened to it. I never have ever cared about it i would say the most i know about finance i now know from two places tom likas <laughs> and uh uh robert kiyosaki who is uh t- now i'm learning from a finance dude what it is but i've never i just it doesn't concern me at all yeah. i just feel like i just like i said when this game stock thing happened i was just like man I'll never understand this. And I just, I like gave over to the fact that it's like, well, some people think it's good. And some people think it's bad. And that is really the world we live in these days. Well, yeah. And, and, I, well, and, and I got, I got misinterpreted because, you know, I'm thinking about this stuff all day and then I will just fire off a tweet with like no, with no indication of what came before it. And I posted something about stocks being boozy, bougie shit like a week ago. And that wasn't me. That wasn't like to, to degrade anybody. It was just that like I was trying to make sense of this thing and I spent all day thinking about stocks. And what I came back to is what I've thought for the last 20 years, which is stocks are not for me. They're not for people. No. I, don't, I don't have enough money for stocks. I can't just like lose money. I can't risk money. And I don't, I'm, I'm not going to plan for the future. And like my life is not. My life is not going to revolve around this stuff. Like I'm, I'm more into the idea of getting people enough people to fall in love with me that I can get GoFundMe for my retirement or for my cancer treatment. Like I'm not going to like I'm not going to invest money right now so that I have money later. I'm just going to get enough people to like me now so I can pull on their heartstrings later. Yeah, like like, I I mean that's what I've always said. Like I don't know if. If hustling for, uh, maybe I just don't have to hustle for the rest of my life. And you know what? Once I'm dead, I'm dead. Yeah. You know, like, I don't ever. I, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to have a better attitude about things, but the amount of work I have to do and, you know, like my work involves talking to people and validating their feelings and mm-hmm. helping them through tough times in their life. And it's very unquantifiable. Uh, but I could do it forever. You know, I, I really don't need to take a break from this. Really. You also though, I mean, in that post, right. And just going back to that post you made, it's like, you're allowed to like be jealous or like think something is something for a period of time. That doesn't mean it's like set in stone. You know what I mean? Like I'm jealous of a lot of people out there. And yeah. I'm pretty fairly open about it. You know, if you have a bunch of investments and you just made $43 million on GameStop, I'm fucking jealous of you. Yeah. Okay. 
That's all it is. You know, I've said this about the people that go out to dinner. I'm fucking jealous of them. I'm fucking jealous that you're stupid enough to go eat in a restaurant during this pandemic. I'm fucking jealous of that. Okay. Yeah. I just had a tangential exposure to somebody and quarant- and I've been quarantining for two weeks. You know, I haven't seen another person. Right. And, and, and like- you're exactly right. My, my high school buddy who, when we both graduated, we signed loans for cars and he paid extra every single month until his car was paid off in a couple of years. And mine got repoed. And he had yeah. like a thousand dollars to throw into GameStop last week and he made money off of it. And like, yeah, I, I am jealous of that. But then I also see the people that, you know, put money into it and, and are going to lose a whole bunch of it. It's like people have to lose from this there. It isn't, a, it isn't like a guaranteed thing where everybody wins. And, you know, I, I just, I don't want to see people convinced that they're doing like, some sort of revolutionary act or some sort of protest when really like the same rich people are just fucking making money off of you. you They're know? just going to make the money. Yeah. That's I started to feel like it was a scam like later on last week where I was like, I don't know about this, man. I think the same damn people are going to make money well, off this. And the wall street bets, the wall street bets. People are just, Wall Street insiders. So what they're saying, they bought the stock when it was nine dollars, and they're like, yeah, 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 hold the line, hold the line. They don't have to be honest. You're, you're not their customer. They don't have to be honest with what they're doing. They're selling at four hundred while you wait till it gets down to one dollar. You know, because you're yeah. holding the line. They sold while you hold. I, I don't. Yeah. And and I I think that it's ridiculous to get into the stock market if you're not trying to make money. Like you know, people sent me some some sort of fucking excerpt from Karl Marx that he said made four hundred dollars off the stock market as as if that's supposed to absolve this thing. But like, yeah, I'm with Karl Marx. I'm a money maker. Like I'm not going to get into something unless I come back with more. I'm not trying to lose a thousand dollars to make a fucking point against a hedge fund because those bros are going to go on to be just fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. I am. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. And uh, I I think like, yeah, the same people are going to win here that always win. When you play by when you play in their games. Yeah. You when you play their game, you you they win every time. We can't beat them at that game. Top- that specific game tom sexton said it you can't go into a casino and everybody bet you know on all the numbers on roulette and then put them out of business they make money the whole time yeah yeah absolutely so i am also in a time today where i'm dealing with something that would be your nightmare right now my water heaters broke Brett asked me how my day was, and I just just threw a litany of complaints that most of them he considers not valid complaints. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got a new one. I got a new complaint that maybe you'll be into. Uh, I got my new knife today because I lost my old knife. I bought a new knife. It's a nice little knife. Looks flicky. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's a little heavier than the other one, and it's got a silver knife part now. I don't know. Blade now. Uh, I just cut myself with it. That's why I just got up out of my chair to get, uh, to get a towel so that I could, uh, not bleed all over my pants. So I've already cut myself. 
But uh, I took a crummy walk today, and I'm like really annoyed with people. And I'm going to tell you why. It snowed here, okay? And it's going to rain tomorrow, and hopefully it'll wash all the snow away because I hate snow. Snow is the worst shit on the planet, and I hate it. But like, why? I understand why we shovel the streets, but I think the state should have to shovel the sidewalks too. I believe that. I mean, yeah. there has to be a way. They do it downtown. There's, you know a, what I mean? Yeah, there is a um. In my Numtots group on Facebook, somebody shared it, and it's going on around on Twitter as well. Why do we? make room for cars but not pedestrians thank you thank you and i'm like trying to walk like you can't just walk on the street because then you get screamed at for oh yeah you know and you're, and I, mean, I walk i walk down a relatively busy street to get downtown because that's what i did today the, today's the first day this week i've been able to walk and I could have walked the other days, but it just snowed and I didn't want to trek through the snow and like all of the sidewalks are just covered in snow. And it really is like, you know, I'm out there walking for my own like thing or whatever. Cause it feels nice or whatever. It's funny. It, sure. It's funny. But like, there are a lot of people who go out and walk because they have to go to fucking work. Yep. You know? <laughs> and they're trekking through this fucking, horrible like packed down snow you know and just to make all of like i love that they shovel the streets but why can't we treat the sidewalks why listen i pay taxes why don't you get a person on a little bobcat with you know what i mean to yeah. drive the sidewalk no i applaud this yeah i think you're we right need a sidewalk shoveler because people aren't going to do it themselves. This is the perfect example of something that we have to all pitch in to have done for us. Snowblower because guys. I think the snowblower guys, I feel like they got to pick up some slack. Yeah, but they can get paid, though. You know, anything. But people just aren't going to do it. Dude, I have heard and I have believed this because I'm ignorant and stupid and I never looked it up. But like that you have to shovel your sidewalks. Like it's some kind yeah. of a like if somebody slips in front of your house, they can sue you is was always my belief. So it was just like, I'll make sure we shovel the sidewalks. We yeah. gotta we gotta make sure we shovel the sidewalks because whatever happens, I don't know what happens. You know what I mean? And uh uh I, I also thought like just that like your neighborhood. It would be mad at you. Like, I don't want people to dislike me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I think it goes a long way when you shovel your sidewalk and a few other sidewalks, dude. Like, I'll get my neighbor's sidewalk. She's been gone for a few weeks. Katie and Gwen thought she got murdered, but she's been gone for a few weeks. And like, I shoveled her stuff. We shoveled her stuff too. We just wanted to make sure everything was shoveled. That's you know? the code. I mean, that's the code. I mean, it does fall on, I feel like it's the dads of the neighborhood. That's their job. You do have sure. to get out there and do the right thing. You have to make sure that the person delivering the mail isn't going to break their fucking neck on your steps. Thank you. Thank you. And all you motherfuckers that aren't shoveling are ordering food. And I just know it. Yep. I just know it. <laughs> it's just impossible for me to believe that if you didn't shovel, you're also not ordering food. Which I'm all on my high horse because I haven't ordered food yet this week. 
You what? <laughs> I haven't ordered food yet this week. Wow. I have. Uh, That's impressive. Every day since Saturday. Since Saturday, and I'm just. I thought you were count. I figured you were counting since Monday. No, no. I we ordered out Saturday and then cooked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and tonight. I had. I did something tonight. Beautiful thing. That is mind blowing. Okay, people, get ready to be put back in your chair. Sous vide. I had. I had leftovers wow wow that's hard to believe from the guy that won't eat a sandwich that's in cellophane yep 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 i mean i'm rich dad poor dad right now Ah. i'm listening to rich dad poor dad so i said you know what leftovers is something that poor dad would or rich dad would do right poor dad would not eat leftovers he would do as i do Leave them in the refrigerator for a week and a half, then throw them away and or after ordering seven or eight cheeseburgers in that time. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, darn it, was this good after seven days? Cause it's eight days. <laughs> yes, I am like that. I, I do oh, me have too. to do that. I am too. I mean, when, you, when you eat meat though, there is a weirdness. Cause I had meat in this pasta I made, which I just made into a like a pasta bake you know i like had this pasta that i made the other day had a bunch of it left i just dumped it in an eight by eight pan and then put mozzarella on top of it and some parmesan and i threw it in the oven and like let it bake yeah you know yeah boom you got yourself a fucking whole new thing you know yeah we have um I, I learned a long time ago to undercut all of the ingredients. Like, I'll make a dinner and have everybody be hungry afterwards. I would rather everybody want, like, graham crackers and fucking marshmallows. I'd rather them fill up on that than try to make something for six people and, and throw it all down the fucking drain. I make, like, we're not big leftover, we're not big leftover family, and I also don't throw a lot of leftovers away. I just don't make leftovers. I make what we need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so I got, uh, yeah. So the next thing that happened to me today after my horrible walk where the snow annoyed the shit out of me, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Water heater broke, Brett. The water heater broke. And, and I'm tough. having a panic attack because I, my, my landlord's like, is the, is the, uh, uh, pilot light on? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I actually, Katie, he was texting with her. I, he didn't want to come out tonight. Sure. Kind of whatever, understandably. But he was texting with Katie. And he's like, is the pilot light on in the water heater? And she was like, there's a pilot light and a water heater. <laughs> he yeah. It's like, I'll just come out, <laughs> take a look at it. Yeah, I, I, I actually pay to not know these things. Yeah. That is the nice thing about being a renter is that you absolutely should not have to know any of that stuff. You spend all of your time worrying about making ends meet and whatever it else you do. Like even if like even if I were to plan my future life to not be the owner and to know that I was renting something, I would immediately delete all of the pilot light information from my brain to make use for more fun shit. Right. And, you know, I've fucked with stuff in the house when it's broken. And then whenever he comes and fixes it, I always feel like I let him down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's just like, well, you shouldn't have done it that way. And it's like, 
Fuck me, man. All right. Well, I fucked it up. Sorry. You know? Yeah. And like, so I just didn't even fuck with it this time. I was like, what do I know about? I don't even, I was like standing, Katie was like standing next to me. She's like, where, where do you think it's leaking from? And I'm like, dude, I, I wouldn't know where, I wouldn't know where to find out it's leaking from. I didn't even know it had water in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know <laughs> shit. Yeah. I, I actually, I remember before we bought the house, we were, it was a very long process. It was a, it was, you know, a back and forth thing, but we, we pretty much knew the house we were going to buy. And also we were still in our place. It was going to, we were agreed on it taking like 60 days. And on Thanksgiving, the toilet got clogged up and I didn't bother to try to fix it at all. I just called the landlord and he came over and fucking clogged my shit. You know, he fucking threw the plunger down. He did the elbow grease. He was up there for hours fighting against my the my family's turds in the toilet. Yeah. And I was like, I looked at Erica and I was just like, I don't know. Do we want to get a house, man? This is nice. This is nice. Yeah. I, I don't want to dig up my own fucking turds, man. I like, like that this fucking guy has, it's his problem and not mine. It is nice. You hear so much about like renting being bad. You know what I mean? And you, you just hear it. I get hit with it on every side because I think I'm the only one of my friends that rents now. Yeah. I think everybody owns a house now except for me. And I'm just like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't want to own anything ever. It's just not, it's not in my, I don't care how things work, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, well, you can't paint the walls. And it's like, I don't care about painting the walls. It's like my daughter calls my bedroom the depression bedroom because there's nothing on the walls. And I'm like, well, what are we doing in a fucking bedroom anyway? Other, you know, obviously you, I do some stuff in there. Okay. But some nothing. Finishing like, moves? I'm not, yeah, I'm not hanging out in there. You know what I mean? I'm not like hanging out in my bedroom for any long period of time Even except for at night before I'm going to bed. Which the lights are off. What do I need to look at on the walls? You know, why do I care what the bedroom looks like? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you want to just look over and see like a painting from Salieri or something, right? It's lucky I make my bed every day, which I do. And then I, I also Googled how to make a, uh, uh, how to make a bed. I, I Googled how to make a bed like a hotel today. That's awesome. And uh, I was going to make my bed like a hotel, right? And well, then it was all like, first put this sheet on, then this sheet. I know we're talking, we're, we're four sheets in, and I'm just like, I'm not doing this. You can make it like I normally do. Yeah, I, I am. I actually, I, uh, I have no, I have no ties to a way to doing things. I, I like the best, me best method possible. When Marie Kondo came out with her folding, her laundry folding method, when that was on That's Netflix. How I do it. Like, as soon as I saw that, like, my wife still tries to argue with me, and she'll argue with GPS, too. Like, GPS will say to go a certain way, and she'll be like, I don't think that's right. And I'm like, I have nothing better to say than a fucking computer that ran an algorithm, so you're on your own. <laughs> like, I would just do what the computer says. I have nothing else. And, and so, but at the same, it's the same with the laundry, is that she's like, I like to do it this way, and, I, and I'm saying, like... Somebody figured it out, though. It's like the the Pythagorean theorem. There's only one way to fold your T-shirts. Marie Kondo did it. That's the one. Yeah. 
Me too. I still fold mine like I I fold my laundry like Marie Kondo because it's genius, especially when you're a person that owns a ton of black T-shirts, as I do. You can like go through and you get you get the full lay of the land. You know what I mean? When you open a drawer, you get a lay of the land like you get to see what's all there. Like if I just stack things on top of each other like the old days, like the boomers did. Then I just wear the same shirt every day. No, dude. even worse than that. It doesn't matter wearing the shirt day, same. When you stack your shirts in the drawer, what you do, you file to the bottom, you grab that bottom shirt, you rip it out. All four shirts on top of that just became a little bit more unfolded. You're on your way to complete calamity in your drawer. Yeah, You need yeah. to be able to Rolodex that. You need to be able to file through and see them from the top without disrupting the bottom. Yeah, and I'm just a top shirt guy, though, is what I'm trying to say. I would only wear the shirt on the top. And there would probably be shirts I'd love on the bottom that I would never get to. Just because, you know, I do laundry in such a way. Like, I, my laundry is pretty caught up. You know, as a rule around this house, we what, yeah, my favorite no thing more than two loads at a time. You know, my what I like to do is we have a folding table downstairs, and I prefer to just get my outfit from the folding table instead of folding. Like then I skip all that folding labor. <laughs> I have like I, a, I have a drawer full of clothes that are folded, uh, but I really just rewear whatever just came out of the laundry because it's easier <laughs> that way. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to sell my family on everybody has one dish. Everybody has one big plate, one salad bowl, and one regular bowl assigned to them and you don't get anything else and that's what you're in charge of, you know. I we, tried to sell my family on towels. Like everybody gets their own towels and they have to keep them in their room, like on their dresser or in the nightstand by their bed or something. I tried to work that out because I record in the room where we keep the towels. And my wife was like, oh, there's no room in there. And first of all, I don't need that much room. I'm not like moving around while I'm recording the show. <laughs> you know, I don't like I don't need a lot of space to or do anything. This. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I need to open a pit, but she'll be like, but I was like, you know, we could get them out of here and, and free up some room for me if we all bought our own towel, if we got our own towels, you know, that we own and we keep them in our dresser and those are our towels. And I said, like, I even tried to sell it even more where I was like, uh, then you get the towels you like. Like, we will go to the store and we'll each buy like what we, you know, what you love in a towel. Might not be what I love in a mm-hmm, towel. Mm-hmm. So we'll each get like our own cool towels, you know? And they were like, just one? And I'm like, no, you get like three towels each. We each get okay. three towels, three washcloths. You know what I mean? That's perfect. That is a perfect way to live your fucking life, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I came up with that. That's the little idea I came up with. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, Brett, I saw an article today. That I wanted to that I wanted to bring up to you, uh, the average net worth of Americans ages thirty five to forty four, which I am in that we're both in that space. Yep, you know what I mean. So uh, um, here we go, Brett. This is going to shock you, I think. Okay, the average American has ninety thousand four hundred and sixty dollars of debt 
That doesn't shock me at no, all. That sounds right. But the average net worth is $748,800. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is that tilted. Yes. I yes. feel incredibly guilty about being a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, we're probably, yeah, we're probably a hundred in, in this house, maybe a little more, but like with student loans, I mean, I have a yeah. more, the mortgage counts, uh, car counts. I'm definitely in the red forever. Uh, punched above my weight class and signed up for too much. I could never imagine having a net worth that was equal to that. Good golly, yeah. Marlon. Good, wow. Net, here's what net worth means. It means the total amount of assets you have in your name minus any debts. Okay. And it intends to increase with age. Higher earnings bring more opportunities to buy property and other assets that can grow in value over time and help people build wealth. This is crazy to me. It just, I, I, I just, I can't even, I, I can't even picture a world like the, the, the wealth gap is so big now that the average, wait, is that right? And like, am I thinking of this the right way that they're saying no. it's mean, it's mean. No, it is mean. Does it say mean or average? So you get the median net worth and the average net worth. Okay. Okay. So for, for 35 to 44, the median net worth is $91,300. All right. And then the average is 436,200. Okay. Is what it says that that is by age. So right. I just let you know, like well, maybe we're, we're, we're on the low end. I, I, well, I would say I'm on the low end of that. Let me pivot real quick in, into um, something that I saw earlier today that just really makes me want to give up forever on uh, politics or reformation of any, any type. Uh, the Joe Biden stimulus, they're talking about b making it so that people that make 50000 a year or a couple that makes 100000 a year like aren't eligible for stimulus anymore, right? Yeah, when they're not trying to make it that way. They're, they're talking like, about it. They're 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 doing what the Democrats do. They're they're bargaining down. Right. The, like with themselves. You know but, what I mean? Right. But, but they're but, saying the Republicans are doing it, but you know, I I don't I think that the next stimulus will go to everybody. I I do believe that. Just from just because I see Whoa, hold on. You okay? You hear that? No, not at all. A fucking stupid music started playing on my computer. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I think like, uh, uh, I think. I just don't like those I numbers. Tell, yeah. From what I can tell, though, they're going to give it to everybody. From, from, from what I believe. Because they were going to try to work with Republicans. I think that's where that came from. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you find that they revealed what their baseline is. Like the the people that were willing to get on the talking points were saying that like a, a family that a couple that makes a hundred thousand a year are making too much, and you know in fucking Washington D.C. in Chicago Illinois in New York in Los Angeles in San Fran that's nothing money in Seattle you're you're living on nothing you know 
Like Absolutely. I I lived in Washington D.C. My wife made eighty thousand dollars a year. We went to every free thing that we possibly could. Like there was not enough money to pay for what we had to do. It's it's fucking ludicrous when they start tr- tying it to a number, and you know even the people that make a whole bunch of money they're going to waste it on things that employ the rest of us. Like if you give a millionaire $2000, that means that we can convince them to buy $2000 Jordans that we paid $200 for, you know? <laughs> like you're it trickles down. This the old like it the the trickle down econ- economics is not real. Handing out money trickle down is absolutely real. They're going to spend money for drywall and to get somebody to do things. It should be it should be given to everybody without any sort of numbers and because there's also people that that like it's based off of their income from last year and shit ain't the same this year there's people that made a hundred thousand dollars last year that are making forty thousand this year and, and it's like i don't know we, we live in such a fucked up world i remember you know when my when my wife made fifty thousand working for her architecture job she had to hang around people that made a hundred thousand and pretend like that's how her life was you know, like she was so overextended trying to keep up with all those people. And, and when in these big ass cities, that kind of money doesn't go anywhere at all. Like it's just there hasn't been a there's been zero real conversation about how little we get these days for a dollar. You know, no, no one talks about how worthless the fucking money is anymore. You know, yeah. they, they're, they're talking about giving us fifteen dollars an hour. We asked for that 10 years ago. We asked that was 2005 money. I wanted 15 back in 2005. I need 35 now to keep my shit it's, going. It is like Dr. Evil. It's kind of like the Dr. Evil joke, the way they say it, like where $100,000 used to sound like a ton of money. Yeah. You know, where it's like I'm sitting when I was sitting in the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, and just being like, Man, a hundred thousand dollars. That's a fucking huge yeah. pile of cash, dude. You know what I would do with a hundred thousand dollars? I would, you know, and, and like, it doesn't sound like a lot of money now. It's so, it does sound like a lot of money to be, to have. I'm not saying it doesn't sound like a ton of money to have, but it's like, you're right. If you live in New York, it's, it's, no kind of money it's like impossible to live on or you're you're living you're maybe eking eking out a decent existence dc you know dc was more dc was just as expensive i I fucking lived it it's yeah and and they uh, and it's I, i i like just to see them having that conversation is is uh just why i turned my back on all of that you know I think that like we have to convince the people in our lives that got swept up in Black Lives Matter protests over the summer. They have to turn their back completely on the Democrats. And I don't know what we have to offer them or promise in the future. But if you're not willing to be radical, you're just not about it. You know, like you're just not willing to do the right thing. If you're going to try to contend with the Democratic Party, like you're 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 just not serious about making things better because they aren't the option to make anything better. Yeah, no, they stink. And and again, it's just that thing they that that Obama did where it was like uh 
well, uh, uh, a public option's off the table. And it's like, well, you didn't even negotiate that. You know what I mean? No, he, he never he didn't even yeah. took it. Yeah, he just immediately took it off the table before anybody even had a chance to. He didn't even have to get convinced of it. Like, I would have at least had somebody, like, yell in my, scream in my face passionately to make me give that up. And he was just like, well, we're not going to do that. What's that? Get a Joe the plumber type there to really give him grief about it, at least. Like, you could even do some political theater about it. But he's just like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. They just are not offering anything at all. Not surprising. Um, but I think that it's it's like a put up or shut up moment. Like I'm not going to be I don't want to be nice for the next four years about this. Like you have to put it all on the line to make something different because these people are not what we need. Yeah, I'm not planning to let up on them for I'm not letting up on them at all. You know, I'm I'm even looking at like they start talking about I, I I saw the other day as like the vaccine numbers there there there's a ton of them going out and then I looked and it was like I think it may have been like a million per state which is like I don't know if that's even a ton of them really especially when you're wasting a bunch of them I think it was less than a million per state so I mean I was just thinking the other day like how come they can't just make I, I get so crazy about this because I know how wrong I am to be like this, but it's like, why can't they just make 50 million of them a week and just get it out of the fucking way? You know? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to implement them. I do feel I was a little bit like the first article or take or comment that I read that was like, you thought we were going to, you know, vaccinate 6 billion people on this planet in a couple months. Like you're crazy. And it was like, well, that's fair. I get that. It just yeah. can't, it can't happen overnight for sure. Um, the school is driving me goddamn nuts. Uh, m my daughter is in the, the second group. So she goes on Thursdays and Fridays and they canceled her Friday class because it was being used as extra time for teachers to get vaccines. And I'm yeah. just thinking, why couldn't you wait like two or three more weeks? Why couldn't you have just got the teachers vaccinated before you brought the kids back? You know, why, yeah. like, what are we? I still don't understand why any of this is happening. Uh, the people in charge are just acting like robots and automatons. And they're just moving forward and saying that this is the plan. And they're be basically they're being played. They're being paid to implement the plan and they're willing to hold that line. So I just have to be concerned parent that is takes my kid out of school or just go with what they do, which is I, I honestly think is a fair, fair shake at this point. Like they, they are being honest at this point. They're like, you can go to computer school or do what we do, deal with what we do. And it, it, it's like, I don't know. I think throughout this whole thing, it just feels like grownups, adults, aged people want to have some sort of respect or they want to feel like they can handle this situation. They want everyone to like, just accept that they're in charge. It's a very weird authoritarian complex that I think is coming from the school system. And it's only because Joe Biden is president now, which is infuriating, but they feel like science is in charge now and that we can just go back for the rest of the year, even though that's a completely stupid idea.
you know, as like as a gambler, as somebody that's willing to risk my life on coronavirus for the right deal, which so far hasn't presented itself. Going back to school, it's like this year is canceled. Why are people still holding out for this year? What point of pride do you have in saying, well, I'm the administrator that brought our kids back to school in 2021 of the spring? Like, that's all it feels like is that I'm doing this for my principal and my superintendent to f- to, to feel like they are winners. That's the only reason that my, I'm risking my daughter's health and my own health. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I, I, I really wish coronavirus, coronavirus would just fucking kill me. That's what I want. I just, if it would end my life instead of, like, making my life harder. All it's doing is, it's just, like, standing there at the edge of my vision, threatening me instead of just taking me out. Like, I don't mind. Am I here? You know, I haven't, it does seem like it's the administrator's that have made this decision and you're just you just have to start trying to figure out like okay uh uh the teachers don't want to do it uh a lot of the parents don't feel comfortable with it so what is the reason for this like why is this fucking happening you know and i i don't have any fucking idea like i i i truly cannot figure out why why they needed to get back i mean my kid's been back for a few months now and like i I feel like the transparency about the covid cases isn't there really and and i just i i I don't know i'm not super happy about it really yeah i uh i i don't know they've they've uh they have they, they have done so they i they've done what they can so far and my doctor said the same thing when I was said that like Charlotte was going back to school and I thought it was really stupid is they were like, well, there's a lot of kid that needs services from public school, which I agree with. And, and that's really all that I've been hit with is that, you know, a lot of kids in crisis or kids that don't have a stable home situation need public school, which makes sense to me if it's five days a week, nine to three. Like any old drug addict or anybody else can can work around that kind of schedule. But making your kids go to school two days a week, I don't think is providing the kind of supportive services that they claim is necessary to put everybody in Franklin County at risk. Right. You're totally right, too, about that. It's like two days a week is not. Like it's it's not like then that just means people can go to work for those two days a week yeah. that the parents can or that like, yeah, they get lunches two days a week. So now since they weren't it, like the, the idea seems to be they weren't eating for seven days, but now <laughs> right. they can eat two days a week now, which is better. Five days without food is better than seven days, which is true. Technically. Yeah, there, I mean, and, and we do ha- like the food stuff has kept up. Like, there's been a steady amount of food that's been available. Um, they've done a really good job with that and making it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I agree. I, I don't think that two days a week is enough. Like, we're going to say like, are you, you're you're supposed to go to work on Thursday and Friday? Like, that's the only time you can work. Like, who wants to fucking hire you if that's the only thing right. you can do? And what are you like actually doing? Like what, what are you doing for those two days? That's so important. Yeah. You know, like I hope you're making a hundred dollars an hour. 
right? If you're only working two days a goddamn week because you're teaching homeschool Monday through Wednesday, I hope you're making $100 an hour on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter's school is just like, I don't know. They haven't, they have been very bad about letting people know. I had told you when this exposure happened that like we didn't find out until Gwen would have been at school for a whole day. You know, yeah. so it's like, oh, cool. Well, you know, somebody goes to school now and gives it to people. You you let us know after she would have gone. You know, the, the, if you're going to make them go to school, you have to like be you have to be working 24 hours. Uh, unfortunately, you have to be updating this every 24 hours with with cases and and yeah, contact knowing, tracing doesn't work. Yeah, with contact tracing, which they're not even doing. Uh, uh, I mean, they're not, they're not doing contact tracing cause they're not telling people who gets it, which I guess is like, uh, okay. HIPAA. Like fucking yeah, HIPAA. It, it's a HIPAA thing, but it's like, I don't know, man. Should the kids have to like be solving the mystery of, of like who is not in the class, right. you know? You're, like that's all I've heard is from Gwen is like, well, this person wasn't at school for a few days, so we just assume. It's like so now they're like trying to solve this mystery. Yeah. You know? No, you you basically you should know whether your kid has to be quarantined or not when they come to you and say, "Well, Rylan on his Snapchat was on a respirator, so I think he has COVID." <laughs> That is exactly fucking right. That is what you're trying to figure out. It's like, oh, he was receiving oxygen. So I think we figured out one of the people that has it. It's like, I don't know, man. Uh, you could do it privately. I think there is a there is a way to maybe even privately handle something like that where you're like, okay, well, you're in the class with this person. You know, you get a hold of all the people that are in one class with with a kid right and yeah. it's like it no go ahead well the thing that's driving me nuts too is that so i'm in like a parent group for our our school uh on facebook and every three days there's some fucking indignant parent that they're like you know a lot of the recent science suggests that kids aren't uh spreading coronavirus at school and then you look at the graphs and like hundreds of thousands of people have died. Like I, I there's know. just nothing. It's gone up significantly since it started. It's, it hasn't stopped. Like you let the kids in school and like everything is turning into a super spreader event. Are you crazy? Like there's the, the nothing about the graphs suggests that like we could get any information at all except for stop being around each other. I don't know why people are like, well, I never got an email about school, so I think it's okay. Like it's so weird to me that like we are tumbling towards more just stupidity and loss of life that's absolutely needless and and folks are saying well i don't think little children are dying that's really what it comes down to is like how many children died and and it doesn't matter it's how many of their grandparents did you know how, how many other people did we spread this along to and yeah, why they're spreading it the and, kids are spreading it and i just you know, something about it, I guess it's the contrarian nature in me. It's like my punk rock attitude. It's like, why can't they have a year off school? Like, why, are we, why can't we put 
push pause on this. Like, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that we can't be adaptable enough to, to do something else. You know, our kids hung out on the computer all year, all year long. You know, things are different now. Uh, we can, uh, we can accept that all together. We can create a new normative thing. Uh, why do we, or why are we trying to force people through the cheese grater of regular life? Why, why does everyone have to go back to how things were just because Joe Biden became the president? He's a nobody. He's a, he's a loser. He doesn't know shit. <laughs> and Andrew Cuomo, did you see the thing earlier this week where Andrew Cuomo said it was unfair for them to ask? why service workers aren't getting aren't priority people for the vaccine it's like oh come on that's not you know get out of here and you're just like dude <laughs> that just means you don't give a shit yeah you know i gotta i gotta look that up because uh uh it was really weird the way he said it. it's not realistic or something like that and it's like it's not realistic because you don't give a shit about grocery stores people yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's been a, a lot of that. Uh, they were talking about giving, uh, I think there was some study that suggested giving the vaccine to smokers because they're more susceptible to this. And all of a sudden people went on a tizzy about how, you know, they risk their life or they deserve it and all of that. Um, the whole rollout of it is just absolutely embarrassing. And then I saw that in Cuba, if you fly to Cuba, they will give you the vaccine when you arrive. Yeah, because they fucking have it and they're doing it right. You know, they know what's up. Let's fly to Cuba, dude. Can we do a tour date in Cuba? Sure. I think we should. I'd love to go down there and do something. Inspirations <laughs> for us all. For real. <laughs> yeah. And especially when you pull in there and, uh, He's also, Andrew Cuomo is allowing people to dine indoors starting this week, like, and have weddings with up to 150 people at them. Which is ridiculous. Like, he's sending people back to work. It's, which is crazy. And then also saying that they're not worth getting the vaccine either. Yeah. I, um, I'm on, I mean, I'm losing my mind, absolutely losing my mind. Um, I cannot square reality with the information that's coming to me. None of it makes any goddamn sense at all. Uh, I, I, I am not cautious. I'm not a cautious person. I've risked my life every chance I've ever had. And I still know the right move to make. Like, I still know how distance we should be. I can't believe just because the goddamn news is saying that vaccines exist. Everyone is like, let's get back to normal because nobody is vaccinated. Nobody They're is not fucking... vaccinating us. Yeah. Like we're sending kids back to school. The teachers are not vaccinated. Like, like if I thought you were serious about this, I would expect you would get the teachers at least fucking vaccinated. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I, like, I don't know how we're rushing back to everything and, and maintaining this idea of normalcy. It's, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I want some sort of relief from this lifestyle. I wish I could just get along with all the other people because this seems just so wrong and backwards. It goes against all logic and, and 
you know, I'm going to be punished for the rest of my life for believing that there's a best practice about things because it's never going to be followed in the United States of America. It's going to be painful. Yeah. This is what Cuomo said. This is the tweet from something called The Recount. Governor Andrew Cuomo, who announced indoor dining would resume soon, says the call for restaurant workers to have higher vaccine priority is a, quote, cheap, insincere discussion. Stop it. You're not... (laughs) Come on, man. Seriously. That's That's our hero. You like have you've not been ordering food? Like you you haven't you don't you don't understand that people are going out to work with folks that have coronavirus and they're breathing their breath all over their faces for ten dollars an hour? Yeah. Yeah, and you have to know what's up. I think he went back on it now and moved their priority up. But uh uh it was that's just a hideous thing that is really uh um the restaurant workers and grocery workers should be priority people yeah it's like they're frontline workers they are fucking frontline workers and they should be able to be vaccinated just like teachers just like uh nurses and doctors people in prison yeah, yeah. i mean the the, the problem really is talking about high risk people. That's the most. That's, that's all you go for. Highest risk. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is this is like this is the problem is that the Republican GOP lifestyle is based off of judging people to make yourself feel better. It's not based on, based on mathematics. It's not based on numbers. And even the liberal people that claim they're into science and everything, the science says you should give it to the most vulnerable population first. And they do not want to accept who that is. They do not want to accept that like they are working from home 60 hours a week and they go to whole foods once a week and that the person that gives them their cheese should get the vaccine before them. Yes, <laughs> that is a perfect, that's perfect. Actually, that is, that is exactly it. it. It's just, they just don't want somebody that makes minimum wage to get or, or doesn't, doesn't right. isn't like high up there to get it. They they just don't care about those people. I at want all. The, and they haven't this whole time. And and I want the least amount of people to die. And prisoners are the one prisoners are very susceptible to this. You know, people that work at the grocery store, people that that aren't um, you know, that aren't uh like that aren't the aren't influencers. <laughs> People, people that aren't influencers, they're the ones that are actually going to get this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm an influencer, so I would actually like to give it. Influencer you should, should get be it. higher up on. You have list. a big pool. I mean, I, I just, I wish I was more as more likable and, and you really pull it off. I think if people saw a video or a TikTok of you getting it, I think that it would just sweep the nation. Everybody tweet at Mike DeWine and tell him that I should be able to get this so that I can get these anti-vaxxers. I'll sit you down can, and talk to each one of them. No. And explain it. You could be the new dog face. You should be dog? the new dog face, man. You, you, you should say I walked eight miles to get my vaccine. I had a Caramello on the way. Vibe. Hashtag vibes. You know, something like that. Yeah. Mike DeWine, give me my fucking vaccine, okay? Just figure out a way to to get it for me. I want to be a famous vaccine guy, okay? Yeah. 
I want it to happen. I, I want it to happen. I want it. I want to see you be Patreon, a Patreon. Probably go up too a little bit if that happened. If I became a famous vaccine guy, yes. Probably turn off a few listeners who don't like vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, we are we're we're riding the razor's edge. You know, <laughs> we are casting a wide net out there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You know. Or, you know, flat earth stuff really probably got us a few. Stay strong. <laughs> you know, if you don't like vaccines, um, I'll see you in the afterlife. But uh, yeah, I love them. I fucking think they rule vaccines. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them. I, I mean, I just got into them this year. I was just thinking about how like I right before we recorded, I was thinking about how happy I would be if I like woke up and there was a vaccine needle under my pillow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Like a vaccine fairy where I would just have the vaccine. I would, I would shoot myself up with it, to tell you the truth. I, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. What if there was like some geocaching website where you like got the coordinates to go search for vaccines in like a public park or maybe yeah. compete in some sort of like athletic event to get them? I, I mean, I wish I stepped on a needle at the beach. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm at the beach, I'm having fun without my shoes on and I step on a vaccine needle and it's like, ah, oh, dang it. I got the vaccine now. Yeah. There's like six formula one drivers at this point that have got it. I think that maybe they should promise a, uh, vaccine at the podium this, this year. You know, if you win a prize. Yeah. If you win, you get vaxxed, you get your Fauci ouchie. Can I do a stand? Can they do a stand-up comedy contest in Columbus, with, where winner gets the vaccine? Because I think I could write a good set in, be, in Columbus stand-up scenes. That's a good movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. about a dad yeah. that wanted to get vaccinated and and decided to win a local comedy competition to accomplish that. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think that's the show, Brett. If we we had a good time. And uh, we barely talked about the news, but we 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 tried. Yeah, I do have some stuff we have to get to eventually. Well, we'll be here Sunday and next Wednesday and next Sunday and then next Wednesday. Just Wednesdays and Sundays. Wait, wait, not Sunday, though. Not. We actually won't be here. Not on the 14th. Valentine's Day. You can't. You just. We have wives. We're going to be boning down. Do it. I'm yep. not going to be boning down. Cut it out. They call me the. They call me mom as well. I'm the multiple orgasm man. I bring it <laughs> I every the time. And the fucking show. Pound town all the way down. That's what I do. <laughs> so gross. I just. I'm saying. I'm delivering. I'm. A, I deliver. I'm the postman. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. Uh, you can. Find us on social media, Street Fight WCRS on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. On Twitch, we are Street Fight Radio. I stream games over there. I'm going to go to the bank this week to get a loan from the government that we're not going to pay back so that Brian can get a computer. Uh, so that's something to look forward to in the future. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. We're trying to get that affiliate status for more money and fame and resources. Uh, thank you for helping us spread this mess across the U.S. We'll be back this Sunday taking calls from all y'all. So 
Look for us uh, wherever you find your podcasting. Review us and tell a friend. We're Street Fight. Peace. I just wanna feel the crowd